You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, welcome in to... Uh, a really depressing edition of the guard report. Uh, the Celtics. Come on, guys, look alive. Look alive. Woo! The Celtics. Look alive. Four to the How do you heat. look alive after that? I, I, in, a, in just disgusting fashion. We'll we turn it up in the second show. quarter of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just was just a, a, just a very uninspired effort from a team that really had a game they absolutely had to win. This segment is brought to you by Car Shield. Uh, we'll, uh, let's get, let's, let's, Go around the horn here and get everybody's thoughts. Game four again. This was this was uh, this was not what we expected, right, Jimmy? This is the complete opposite of what I expected. But it's honestly on par with this team lately because I don't know what to expect from these guys. That the consistency hasn't been there. I mean, they had every reason to be up and ready to go. Balls to the walls, coming out strong in this game four. After the way you played in game three, you had the you know the nice three four day stretch there. Yeah, you know, riding high with some momentum. Team team chemistry hopefully is doing a lot better than it was after game uh, game two. And you just come out with, you know, whoopee cushion, <laughs> dud. And that was just unfortunate. You know, now you're down 3-1 to a Heat team that is tough as nails, and, and you've got really uh, an uphill battle to the extreme here. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, they're flat. They're just flat all the way around. I mean, yeah. Tatum going scoreless in the first half. Yeah. Jalen Brown picking up early fouls. Marcus Smart with the turnovers. I mean, you can go on and on. Yeah, the Heat teams look like the team that just wants it more. And I know that's so cliche to say, but it's so fitting with these two teams, right? I mean, both teams had stretches where they struggled offensively. And the Celtics just never could just put the defensive clamps on this Heat team in the second half when it mattered most. I, I think that's what it really boils down to. Yeah, I don't think the Celtics thought that Tyler Hero would go off the way he did, but they didn't stop the bleeding. They kept going. You know, this wasn't one of those games where Tyler just went off in the fourth quarter and you're not quite sure what to do. You, the Celtics knew what to do, but Tyler just kept out doing it, you know, outdoing their defensive <laughs> approach. And then now you're stuck with, you know, a fourth quarter where you're leaning on Jason Tatum, who's going off in the second half, or leaning on guys to step up down the stretch, and the Celtics just couldn't put together a run, just couldn't do it. Yeah, and it's a frustrating game throughout uh, just because of how poorly the Celtics played for long stretches of it, the, almost the entire first half periods of the fourth quarter there again they had a late surge there in the third and kind of made a game of it but just turnovers bad shot selection breakdowns on defense same old same old man just so many so many moments where it's just why did you do that now and it just kind of kept happening bobby 
Yeah, crunch time execution too, which is what we've been talking about since Toronto. They're within four in the final minutes of this game. A play goes against them, and all of a sudden they're just letting the heat run out in transition. Hero gets an easy layup. Uh, Dragic gets a wide open three in the corner because they're not playing defense on that play. And for some reason, around two minutes left in this game, three minutes left in this game, we know it ended up being closer than that, seven points at that point. Uh, they they gave up on two plays. They ended up having massive consequence in this game. They had a chance to win this late, but it felt like our we we had a few plays go against us, so we're going to stop playing. The second quarter, there was a ton of that. Things going against them, turnovers, Hero hitting a million shots. They weren't in it intensity-wise. But you also see like some of their best play of the series in this game. In the third quarter, Smart's going crazy, dishing it around. So they're an on-off team that was off more than on tonight, and that is insanely frustrating because I look at the way the Heat played tonight, Sure, they came up big late, but throughout the stretches of this game, they were hitting rock bottom to try to keep the Celtics in it, missing off, missing shots yeah. off offensive rebounds and everything else. It very much had the feel, and again, we were talking about it during the game, it, it really did feel like the opposite of almost every game the Celtics had played this year, where they shouldn't have been hanging around. The Heat let them hang around, and the Celtics didn't capitalize on that. All playoffs long, it felt like the Celtics – Always had these teams, you know, with Toronto and the games one and two with the Heat at arm's length and then just let them hang around, let them hang around and then let them come back in it. It looked for a little bit that that might happen here. And again, they didn't capitalize on, as Bobby, you mentioned, those moments where Miami really hit rock bottom and let the Celtics come back into it. So uh, just a tough night all around where I want to we're going to cut up the blame pie of this game. uh, uh, I love. Yeah, I love the blame pie. But first, we want to tell you about our sponsor, which is CarShield, America's number one auto protection agency. All you have to do is call 800-CAR-6000, mention the code BEAT, or visit carshield.com, use the code BEAT to save 10%. Now, guys, back to the game again. 112-109, game four, they're down 3-1. This was one of those games where it looked like, okay, in the beginning, we're going to let Tatum have it. Uh, and then late, late in the game, we're like, what the hell's Marcus doing? And then, Jimmy, you were mad at Jalen. Uh, and Josue, Gordon, or Brad, or everybody. And then there's Kemba's defense. And then there's a lot of things. Let's slice up the blame pie here. Where, where are you, let, let's, start, let's start with you, Josue. Where are you directing your ire? I mean, the first one I talked about right out of the gate into our postgame show was Brad Stevens. I, I didn't agree with seeing Gordon Hayward out there for long stretches of defensive time, uh, defensive possessions when it matters most. I mean, look, you use 30 minutes from Gordon Hayward in game three. Three days rest wasn't going to go a long way the same way it did for the other players compared to Gordon Hayward. Now, you have another 30 minutes from Gordon. And I'm not saying that I'm against the idea of, of, of Gordon Hayward playing close to 30 minutes. Maybe that's exactly what this team needs. I mean, clearly, it was a big lift in game three. But what I'm what I'm against is is not preparing him for that stretch. He has to be better prepared for that stretch down the, in the fourth quarter. I think the, the Miami Heat did a really good job of exposing him, whether it was him getting caught up in, in tough switches or whether it was one-on-one with Jimmy down low off a switch. Him and, of course, Kemba Walker gets a big chunk of that as well. They have big targets on their back. But right after Kemba Walker, I think it's Gordon Hayward. He's having a tough time keeping up keeping up with these guys defensively. And I think that Brad Stevens, I mean, for him to, to just, you know, give Grant Williams less than a minute, 
you know, and as cancer doesn't see the floor, Shemi Ojale plays four minutes. Like, look, I know these guys aren't people that you can constantly rely on, but you have to find a way, or Brad Stevens, rather, has to find a way to divvy up these minutes from his bench and get a little bit more help than that. You can't rely on his guys, his top five guys, to be clocking in 30 to 36 minutes down the stretch. And look, I, I get it. These guys need it. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, sure, they're good for it. But someone like Gordon Hayward, he is not as – look, game three looked great. But he is not as far as long as everyone thinks. He, he had is. a kid today, for for goodness' sake. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, you know Maybe what? Maybe he should that adrenaline it died down by the fourth quarter. John. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, that's a big piece. Yeah. That was a big old piece of pie right there, Joseph. Yeah, yeah man. I had, a, yeah. I had to get. Yeah. I had to break off camera real quick with a slice too, man. <laughs> yeah, a little slice for Kevin. Jimmy, go. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cut my piece for. I mean, listen. There's a lot of pieces that I can cut, but I'm gonna specifically cut my piece for Marcus Smart. Um, not to take away anything what this guy's given the Celtics throughout the course of the playoffs, but they need more of that Marcus Smart. They don't need what Marcus Smart gave them tonight, which was tons of turnovers late in that game. I think he maybe had three fourth quarter turnovers, um, just sloppiness. I thought that, you know, his energy is something that the Celtics thrive off of. I didn't see it as much as I've seen it in other games. Um, and again, he's not the only guy. I thought the Celtics came out flat and stayed flat. But I think Marcus Smart was trying to rely on the outside shot. It wasn't there. Um, some sloppy turnovers. I think he had four on the night. And it, it was just one of those games where it was from bad to worse. Yep. Bobby. Didn't, didn't love Stevens tonight. He's not to blame. Smart, you have a few points, Jimmy. But overall, I thought he saved them in the third. You look to the top of the team. And the reason they're here in a lot of aspects is Jason Tatum. The reason they fall short here to me is Jason Tatum. And Wow. He got over-anointed to some degree in that Toronto series by Marcus Smart's plays late in that game to close it out. Now, I love Tatum. I, I think he's has a phenomenal future, Hall of Famer, all those different things. But he's 22. He's taken on lead ball handling duties for the first time. And again, in a huge spot, six turnovers tonight, zero points in the first half. We're completely out of it through stretches of that. I, I, I don't know how you can look anywhere else but him tonight, uh, especially the massive, massive lapses he has in the important moments of this game. Now, he comes up big in that third quarter, uh, hits a couple threes, gets baseline, back-to-back three-point plays. Then the fourth again, the heaves, all the crazy hero shots. He's figuring it out. I'm not going to kill him. And the fact that he ascended as much as he did this year is why they're even here. Oh, you can't go back on it. You cut your piece. No, I'm, I'm doing it, yeah, pie. because uh, you know six turnovers. You're mad about four smart turnovers, even though you had 11 assists. Look to the lead ball handler, and it's Tatum now. No, Tatum should still get a crust of that pie. Are you serious right now, Bobby? The kid had 28 points. Look, I'm not going to no, sit here and be like he's the he top five guy, but the Southerners aren't even in this if it isn't for Jason Tatum. Look, I'll take 28 points for Jason Tatum. If they all come in the second half, even better. That's the problem with this team, guys. It's the second half. It's not the yeah, first half. A lot half. of it came in the third, 16 in the third, 12 right, in the fourth. Right, that's true, but at least you're getting something out of that second you're half. Right. I'm not excited to see him go 0 for 6, but the guy flipped it around, shot 45%, dropped 28 on him. Come on. I mean, if he wins we the usually, game, this we is, usually look talking to, about Jason Tatum saved him. We usually look to the top guy on a team when they fall short, and that's yeah. what he became for better or worse this year. I was close to Agreed. going I was close to going Tatum also, but Bobby took that piece. Um, so I'm gonna go Kemba. Uh, and again, I'm looking at the top. Mm. And and the reason I'm doing that is Tatum did salvage it, and without him, it's a blowout. Yeah. Um, in the second half. And they've survived cool first halves from him before, but I agree that 
you just can't do that. You can't just take a half off in game four right. of a must-win game in the conference finals. You can't do it. People are looking to you. To, to You just can't like, oh, man, I just wasn't into it. That's not an option, okay? It is an option to play your game and just miss shots. It's not an option to just sleepwalk through the half. So I find Tatum's first half performance unacceptable, almost to the point that it negates the second half performance because it's just – it takes the whole team out of its rhythm because you're counting on him to be there. And when he's not, you're like, what do I do now? And it knocks the whole team out of sync. But Kemba has just been consistent bordering on liability too much of these playoffs, okay? He's getting away with it, John, defensively. He's been getting away with it. And he's been saved, but, I mean, he gets picked on defensively, and when the offense isn't there and when he's not working as your primary baller, just negatives. Uh, You're checking too many cons uh, Mm -hmm. boxes with Kemba, which is just surprising because it just shouldn't be that way. So I'm not putting it all on him. I'm just – I I I I, I, I tend nice. to agree a little bit with Bobby there because you expect this from Tatum. Now we did he, he was unminted. He ascended to this, you know, I'm the killer role, give me the ball, everybody out of my way sort of thing. So you can't you can't disappear. You can't just not show up. But Kemba's been consistently disappointing to the point that I don't even not know that playoffs, I, yeah. I just don't even know what I count on him to do anymore. Um <laughs> It's you know, almost like everything's a bonus at this point. It is, and that's strange because it didn't. You didn't feel that way with Kemba before. You viewed him as an integral piece if he was healthy to be able to pump in points. And I just, I, I you know, I, I, I find myself not being able to count on him or even look forward to moments where he has the ball that like Kemba's going to do it. You know, I just don't. I have no faith anymore. So. Right. I don't know. It's a tough one. It was. I, I, no, I, there's a lot of pieces to go around. I don't think anyone's answers are wrong. To be completely honest, I mean, I it's think, not. We I talked think, about Jalen too. Right. I mean, I think there was a lot of blame to go around tonight, and that's why they lost, and that's why they played one of their shittiest games. Yeah, and that French, me one too. of their you worst hear, games. You hear in the post game commentary, someone like Jalen Brown say, "We came out flat." Like, I hate that. I hate. Yeah, that. <laughs> Charles Barkley said that the other night. Like, what? You're in the playoffs. You came out flat. Like, what well, are you doing? But beyond that. I don't like a person saying we, okay? Like, either I did or they did. But, like, we is like, are you passing it around? Or is everyone's like... That's what I felt like tonight, yeah. I hate that. Like, I, I hate the we came out flat sort of thing. It's almost as if you're counting on other people to be up when you're down. You can't come out flat either. Nobody can come out flat. I, I hate it. <laughs> So tonight, though, it was and they all did, and everyone's yep. probably looking around the room like, oh, I didn't have it, but neither did this guy, and I hate that. I, right. I think this is just a cop-out. And it, hey, it, Robert Williams played well tonight. He had it. <laughs> and, then he got, and then he never, and then he just barely made an appearance yeah. in the second half. Uh, honestly, I would say Williams and I maybe – I mean, Smart was a bonehead, but he – I mean, he seemed – Smart to, picked up the pieces for everybody. You look at Kevin's defense. You look he at the – picked it up, but he had mistakes down the stretch that I just – Oh, he is. What's Smart? Your fourth it. or fifth best player? He's picking up the pieces for the guys According at the top. According to you, Ooh. he's the best player. Well, yeah, he why has do I been in like, this postseason. I know why. He's like picking up everybody's mark. At the game, too. Just like this. Right, look, now, the guys, we're this is how the fight MVP. started. We're going to have we're a doing... locker room fight. Okay? <laughs> we're going to have a locker room fight if we and then, and then came Jalen. Guys, we're in this together. No finger pointing. <laughs> guys, come, come on. on. 
Chill. Bobby, you, well, you right. can't say that you can't say Marcus Smart is the MVP of the playoffs for the Celtics, and then you and know then what? Say, yeah, oh, he's Jason picking up Tatum, the pieces Jason for Kemba. Tatum. He's picking up the pieces for Tatum as the ball handler. He's doing everything that everyone else is lapsing in three point shooting when Brown's not there. His playoffs were phenomenal. You did you think I Marcus agree. Smart was going to average twenty in the East Finals? No, I agree. He's had a great playoffs, but now the team's counting on him to can keep that going. Hey, you get you take the good with the bad with him always. It's, All right. it's just what it is. Game five Friday, we're angry. They're angry. I mean, I don't even know. Are they story. actually we're angrier <laughs> than them? <laughs> we're angrier. They're they're just like oh, play well. <laughs> Guess we're in the bubble still. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go wrestle. I'm gonna go wrestle Enos by the pool. Yeah, um, near the pool. Yeah, we'll get one of those videos, videos in the next few days. Who cares? All right, they hang out. Jeez. They hang out. It's cool. Tonight's edition of The Garden Report is brought to you by CarShield. Computer systems and cars are the new normal, from electronically controlled transmissions to touchscreen displays to dozens of sensors. But you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost a fortune. Now is not the time for expensive repairs. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. It has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. The people at CarShield understand payment flexibility is an absolute must. Monthly plans can be customized to your needs with rates as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitments. CarShield gives you options others won't. You get to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield has helped over 1 million customers. So arrive with confidence knowing you've got coverage from America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands for a covered repair. All you have to do is call 800-CAR-6000, mention the code BEAT, or visit carshield.com and use the code BEAT to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code BEAT. All right, welcome into another edition of the Garden Report. Celtics fall to the Heat, 112-109. Uh, in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Miami leads the Series 3-1. This segment is powered by CarShield, America's number one auto protection company. Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano. We're going to talk about specifically here Jason Tatum, who ended up salvaging his game in Game 4. Mm-hmm. But it, Looks good in the box score. It looks good. He had an unbelievable second half, but possibly the worst first half we've seen him play. And it was almost an atypical one. We've seen halves where Jason Tatum just can't hit anything. It seemed he couldn't do anything. He couldn't get out of his own way. This was, it was, it was like he was mesmerized or sleepwalking. The, the, the ESPN crew was wondering if he was hurt. Brad Stevens was asked about it. It was perplexing. So look, he salvaged his game, but him being this off had a massive impact on tonight's game and his maddening inconsistencies throughout the playoffs have caused, you know, just severe fluctuations in this team trying to figure out its identity. So, uh, Bobby, I know, you know, you went in on him a little bit. We, we talked about the blame pie. The game is the whole Big old piece. talk about, talk a little bit about Tatum here. Yeah. It comes down to many of the gripes I've had with him throughout the postseason is his shot selection lighting games and his ball control late in games. And I give him a little bit of a break on the ball control factor because this is his first year, not only year, but 
like half of a year. He didn't start taking the point guard duties until, you know, the February range where he was blowing up the earth from three-point land and running the pick and rolls. And he, he got so good so fast. We've seen some double-digit assist games from him in the postseason. But you got to look at the other side of it. The turnovers have been so high from him. You know, not quite James Harden level, but when you're splitting ball time already and you have six turnovers, that's high. And to get pulled out of that first half as well, that's that's something we haven't seen, but it pulls him below 40 minutes in this game. I thought that hurt you in that first half. So I assign extra blame to Tatum because, you know, while it's great, he ascended to all NBA level in his first year. All of a sudden you take those responsibilities when the team falls short. And I think, you know, some of his limitations as a ball handler were a big reason that the team relied on him too much in these spots. And they ultimately look like they're going to fall short. Joe Sway. Yeah, I mean, look, it's concerning, but it's not it wasn't one of those performances where he's like, you know, going 13 attempts and, and, and they're good looks and he just can't get it. Like to your point, John, it was he couldn't like do anything. He couldn't move. It almost seemed like he was being too passive. And when he wanted to take matters into his own hands, the Miami Heat were playing him well defensively. Now, I'm not necessarily concerned because I just think 0 for 6 trying to get other guys involved. Celtics had an 8-3 run. I mean, the Celtics, offensively, they can go on without Tatum. Again, I think it comes down to the second half. Second half execution, late down, you know, down the stretch. Yeah, he's been questionable at times, you know, throughout this entire series, for, even from game one. We remember what happened there. But this is just growing pains for J- Jason Tatum, I believe. And I think that a lot of this has to do with the, other, the, the rest of the team having to figure out how they can be effective when he's not. And they are able to figure that out at parts throughout that first half. It's just that the Miami Heat were so dominant that it's, you know, what what uh, Jason Tatum's stat line at halftime was illuminating because of the, the way the Miami Heat were playing the Celtics. For me, and I think for all of us, there's no question the talent is there for Jason Tatum. For me, it's the consistency. I mean, we talked about it, you know, in other series where it's like, Sometimes he's looks more engaged than he does at other times. But when you want to be considered an NBA superstar, you have to bring it every night. There's there's no games where you can go oh for the first half, right? I mean, your team's counting on you to sort of set the tone. They're looking for you down the stretch. You need to go from cook to chef at some point in, in your career and, and 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 during the course of the game where they won't have maybe they won't have some of the late game issues that they've had if Tatum takes on more of that role of a closer down the stretch, where when they don't have that, they t- tend to look around and they tend to play hero ball and four shots. So I-, I think for Tatum, I need to see more consistency out of him before I group him with these superstars. I mean, you, you look around the playoffs and there's other young guys that are that are stepping up. A guy like Jamal Murray comes to mind. Now, I know he's not putting in, you know, 40, 50 point games every every game, but he has been a player that's really stepped up and taken that next level. Uh, in these playoffs, and I don't know if Tatum has really gotten to that level in this. Yeah, playoffs. yeah, and, for and me, it's okay. It's, it's the number of it's not it, it's the number of bad plays um, mm-hmm. that he makes, and that's the thing is for non plays. But like, right? So that's the combo platter, right? And that we've seen throughout the playoffs. That's a little bit maddening. Is uh, a disappearing act like here in the first half. Or yeah, occasionally ice cold. That's going to happen to shooters. But like a, a night like this, where he just doesn't actually show up, or he's totally passive. There's been quite a few games where he didn't in that first rotation, especially when Brad was playing that rotation where he was taking him out at about the six minute mark. He might not get a shot off in that time, and maybe that's partly because they weren't right. 
running plays for him. But there's a quite, there's a few of those that happen. And you're like, all right, well, you didn't get Tatum going early. You know, hopefully other people were able to get it. But the amount of bad plays late that seem to add up in, in, in some of these games, where it, whether it's poor shot selection, a sloppy turnover, there's just too many of those many. for a player of that caliber, you know, especially when you're counted on to do as much as he's counted on to do. If you're going to have the ball in your hands, you can't make that many bad plays. And again, the turnovers have just been murderous. And, you know, the, you know, some of the shots and the shot selection and the ISO ball that's kind of plagued them, you know, throughout the playoffs on and off when they needed buckets, it, it just isn't, it isn't consistent enough. But real quick, Bobby, I wanted to get a thought from you. I just want to tell you about our sponsor, which is CarShield, uh, America's number one auto protection company. Call 800-CAR-6000, mention the code BEAT, or visit carshield.com. Use the code BEAT to save 10%. Uh, now, Bobby, you were going to go on a kid, Tatum a little bit here? Yeah, because I'll get, he does deserve credit for the second half. Like, I'm going to qualify that a little bit because what he did in the third to make up all that ground, 16 points, in the second half of the third was pretty amazing. I look back on his fourth, he made big shots fourth there too. Unreal. Yeah. But but you put so much pressure on your spot, on yourself in that spot in the second half by, you know, the minutes you were off the floor in the first half, the points you didn't put up in the first half. Like, it's weird because it's been the opposite with him. In the first half of these games, all postseason, he's been tearing it up. And then as you get into the fourth, he's got the stat line going into that. Doesn't execute as strong as you want. And he, he had a few questionable heaves late in the game in this one too. But it's a consistency factor. Like Jimmy said, the superstars, the top five guys in this league for the most part, besides Kawhi this postseason late, which, <laughs> yes, uh, aren't absent for stretches of games completely. And – and yeah, he's, he's still getting into that. All right. You know what? You got me there. But All right. I guess there's a trend. <laughs> yeah, it happens, guys. This is no, what we're talking we're, about. This is we're unique. hard on him. We're hard on him. Because yeah, we are. Yeah, and I wonder... some, people, some people push him and say, this guy could be the best in the league. This guy's going to the Hall of Fame one day. So there's a balance there. You got to right. be hard on him if that's the expectation. That's the thing. You're judging him on a scale of a person who he's got to be your best player because he is. He's the best all-around player on the team. It's not close. Um, best in the series, he should be, and he should be. He should be the best player in the series, which means you got to have one or two Tatum games where he's taking over the game. He's got to win you one or two on his own. Yeah. That's what you're counting on from him. That's who he's supposed to be, and so you're grading him on a totally different scale here. And that's the thing: is is he that guy? Will he get to that? And again, again, this is low hanging fruit sort of stuff, and I hate going into this level of analysis, but. The body language, the sulking, the whining with the fouls, the foul hunting, frustration when he can't get get going and, and committing bad fouls or turnovers. These are things you got to clean up if you're taking it to that next level. You just got to be an animal. Just go get it, you know, be that killer. And again, I think we're spoiled because we saw it for that un- otherworldly stretch right before the uh, lockdown down, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. where it was like, this guy's on a different planet. And he was all of a sudden like, I mean... I mean, he, he, he might be a good, for those yeah. two months, he was top three in the NBA. I mean, he was crazy good. And so then you see this kind of come back to earth and you see flashes of, you know, Tatum we've seen before, not outside of that, uh, outside of that stretch. So maybe we were spoiled by it. Well, in the moment yeah. he comes through, he has that level of impact. He almost single-handedly changed this game in the yeah. final minute with the steal and the three yeah. and like just making three plays in one minute. Yeah. 
But it's, again, it goes back to it goes back to where was that in the first second in the first quarter and second quarter? Like nothing really changed out there. Uh, it wasn't like the Heat completely changed how they were defending him or the team. It was just something on his end that he needed to click yeah. or or just become more engaged. I'm wondering if you know, John, you just mentioned how hot he was before the lockdown. I'm wondering if he's the type of guy, and, and this isn't an excuse because everyone's playing on the same court, but I wonder if he's the type of guy that needs to feed off of, of the energy in the stands or, or the atmosphere. You know, maybe he can't get himself going the same way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, so it's He needs Philly's defense. That's what they all need <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Philly, uh, I forgot about them. I just can't get out of the fact that this this team is like an identity crisis. Like they don't know who they are anymore. Yeah, like, we're not quite sure who they are or what to expect. And it's the first time that they didn't have that double digit lead, and they just were beside themselves. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to handle it. Well, the truth of the matter is, prior to the lockdown, when Tatum was going off, they 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 had an identity crisis there too because they kind of went from being a everybody shares the ball and you get your shots and you know i got four guys who can get 20 to tatum's clearly the number one and everyone get the hell out of his way so it morphed into a jason tatum team uh for better for worse during that stretch and now you come you know into the playoffs and you're kind of expecting it to be a little bit of that so again it's you, you know live by the sword die by the sword when tatum's hitting threes at a 48% clip, sure, you know, go go bananas. But, you know, he's had some struggles up and down. He's still played well. He's been debatable, but I still think they're best player throughout the playoffs. Um, it's just you expect at this level and at this stage, with where they are on the cusp of making the NBA Finals against a team that they can beat, you really want Tatum to carry you. Yeah, and he needs to pace the team. He can't just unload in the third or fourth quarter because yeah. that's throwing everything off. You know, how how you got to that point in that third quarter may have been, you know, a Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown doing their thing. And now all of a sudden, there are they taking a backseat to J- – you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some yeah, even flow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. you see a little bit in game three. Can we get Hayward back in that position? Didn't do that enough here. And then Smart ends up picking up a lot of that slack. So, you know, Jimmy, you were tough on Smart in our last video – he picks up the slack in that regard, and then all of a sudden he takes it to the next level where he gets carried away with that role. And all of a sudden the spot we think Tatum should be in belongs to Marcus Smart for an entire quarter of a game. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, you're going to get great things with that yeah. and some bad things with that. And then you yell at each other in the locker room when that happens, you know? Because <laughs> you're a family and families fight. Yeah. And it's <laughs> almost like him and Jimmy Butler sort of going through the same kind of motions this series right like they they find stretches where they can go off you know when it matters most and then when the team really needs them they come up flat here and again but the the difference difference is is, yeah you're about to say it too like the the miami heat you know jimmy butler supporting Cass has been a whole nother different level of focus compared to what tatum's has going on butler's been able to get those players involved and get them going and doing what they do well whereas and Tatum, he's better when, at that than tatum probably yeah, right tatum's not good at that he doesn't when tatum's off he's not necessarily making other players better around him well again fair or not fair a lot of the burden falls on tatum um otherworldly second half in game four just a brutal brutal first half and uh and the celtics go down I'm not gonna say it's tatum's fault we're just gonna say nope they might be looking to you to save them, Jason. That's all, right. you know. Oh yeah, Jason. Uh, game five. That's that's all you, man. And see it right. It's all. It's hey, all you. That's all. No pressure. We give him the praise too. No pressure, but it might be up to you.